0: incarnation incarnation what's up Kingsway? way winding down my night viewing my day nighttime my mind be the most potent, i ain't gonna lie thoughts be coming out dreams be manifesting the blueprints be printed out but was real i was thinking about a, a a strong very strong subject that's tied close to me and it's an understanding that i came to over the course of my life, and it's the the tool to change, and, and there's many tools to change, right? I mean, but well, we're talking about a model to model tool to change. So when you're trying to change somebody that is doing something bad for them for themselves, right? And, and you're trying to help them, you're trying to change them. And in your mind, you think the tool of change is, is is you, you alone, right? This is what I thought. Sometimes you think that, you know, you're, when someone has a lot of respect for you, you know, uh, they look up to you, um, they, they know, they know what you're about, you know, and you got some size on you, you know, you, you big bro to them, you know, and they look up to that, you know. And any normal potential situations, you know, they listen to you. They, they stop doing stupid shit and they just act out, right? So you you you've always felt like your your character your presence always has the power to be the tool of changing somebody because just you you know they don't want to let you down right they don't want to disappoint you they don't want to uh, uh they don't want you to see them doing bad because you know they feel bad that you look up to them and, and you expect a certain character from them that's what it is right. It, when people look up to other people and when we feel that these people have certain expectations for us, that almost gets us to thinking that that will be the tool of to change all the time. Because this person looks up to me and this person knows what I'm about and know I'm highly influential and they all know I'm living right, walking a straight path, that should be enough. But it's not. And I realized this after some time, uh, um, I was dealing with a very close individual And He was slipping Doing a lot of slipping stupid stuff You know Sometimes I had an alcohol problem Acting up You know Wilding out Young kid You know Call me in Help him out Straighten him out You know Call BD BD Take care of him You know He's out of control He can't do nothing with him They call me in I'm going to try to get to the meat of this education behind this, what I learned, that nobody in this world could disappoint me. Like, I'm not here for people to feel like they're going to disappoint me if they are acting on their own freedoms of choice in this world. You know what I'm saying? I'm not anybody's God out here. I'm nobody's God, you know what I'm saying, and if I'm your friend and with your family, like I said with my daughter episodes, I'd be upset. you know you know you want people to do the best they can and you know when people fail and things happen and they get jammed up, we gotta learn how to be you know upset and feel for them, so it's not even like a upset life. Speaking idiot, you know, because that's anger. You 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 can't really be mad at people for being them, right? So, and then you can't be disappointed because we're not their gods, and you know, and you can't have people feeling like they let you down because you're not letting me down. You know, you, you you're entitled to make your own choices in life, so when we try to brew that character or pressure in somebody's life, like you're going to let me down if you fuck up. Uh, You're going to disappoint me, man. I don't want to look at you. Um, You know what I'm saying? I'm not your God. At this stage in my life, I realize I'm nobody's God. And I don't want nobody feeling like they're going to disappoint me as a holding point of why they don't do what they want to do. You feeling me on this? Yeah, think about think about what I just said right there. I don't want them not doing what they want to do based on me all right right, and uh continuing on that it was like tools of change um yeah, so i i I got humbled, and I got the message brought to me over a course of years with this situation about nobody could disappoint me i'm not here for i'm not here for people to f- feel that they disappointed me i'm not nobody's god out here and at one point you know you, you you build up you you build yourself up you you build up your character you know you about change and you overcame a lot of stuff so now you're out there you're influencing you're doing right and uh you, and you, you're making a dent you know you're You're affecting a lot of people, and it's known. It's known that you're affecting a lot of people. And in the past, you affect a lot of people, and and people know you for this, for being effective, you know, and they they ask you for help with, you know, people they know and different things, and and you're effective. So, you know, that that goes to your head, you know. You know you're good at what you're doing. But the point where it may go to your head too much is that you may really think that just you, 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 you are... The tool to change in somebody's life all the time. See, I'm a firm believer that people change when they're ready to change. And when people are ready to change, they will listen to you and they'll take your information. But you know what? It's when they were ready to change. So if somebody wants to change, they're going to take what you have to offer and they're going to apply it. But people can listen to you all day and not change. We see it every day. It happens all the time. People don't change Different things on different levels and they hear the knowledge and they hear the information but they're just not ready they're not ready to apply it they're not going to do it and then they're redundant and repetitious and they got to keep restarting and waiting for money to come all right so if you let it go to your head like i'm the tool of change you know They need the tool of change i'm effective i made him change you know what i'm saying I got up and I got up. I got it with him, man. You know, I was getting at his head. I was hitting him with that stuff. My presence, my influence. He was hanging with me. You know what I'm saying? Now he's straight. He doing good now. You know, you know. And at one point, may go to your head like you have that kind of power. See, we have power as gifted motivators and changers that have mastered, you know, our life at this point and have been able to give it back in a structured way for. Different elements of people to take it in. We're good at what we do. But if we think that all ourselves are just the tool of change to make somebody change, I know I was wrong with that because people change when they're ready. I mean, you may have come in kind of contact with a lot of people who are ready to change, and, and the power of your words, influence, and structures and programs aided their change. So you contributed. It's one individual I was close with, man. He got hooked on drugs. You know? Yeah, drugs. We know what's up with drugs. I mean, I've been through my days with drugs, and I thank God that I got the experiences and got the hell out. Because, you know, all it takes is one hit. People never come back. Never come back never able to get their lives back blow everything literally blow everything in and out of rehabs their whole life in and out of low draws, just can never get it back it goes in seasons you know they're good for one season bad for another season good for one season bad for another season people just never get their lives together that's how drugs do and now the manic to, to a different drugs this particular drug that age, that heroin is serious. You know what I'm saying? If any of you guys know about drugs out there, well, I'm pretty sure you do. Heroin, highly addictive. Physical consequences when trying to withdraw. I mean, highway to heaven drug. You know what I'm saying? Particular close, close little homie of mine got hooked in that shit. We're talking about smart, sophisticated individual that could do anything in life, was doing everything in his life. And it just spiraled, you know. Small stuff to big stuff, big stuff to that stuff, not to this devil that latched on to him strongly. All right, all right, Kingsway, I'm pressing on with the same subject, tools of change. Um, for some reason, my mind, like, was heavy on this particular situation in my life, and it's late. But I I got to get it out. I got to get this done. Um, trying to sum it up. Don't want to stress this out too long. And the only reason I'm speaking on this is because this story ended well. You know what I'm saying? This story ended well. So my boy gets hit on heroin, and this particular this particular individual is close with me. You know, close with the family. We're close. We're rooted. I mean, he's like my little man, you know what I'm saying? We got history. It's going back 10, 15 years, you know what I'm saying? Since he was a kid growing up, always around, everything. You know what I'm saying? This kid became successful, you know, he was top salesman, uh, married, you know what I'm saying? Uh, living on his own. He was he was, he was, was official. He had everything. He was living. That drug got him, you know what I'm saying? Started small, went big, you know what I'm saying? Messed with that H and... and, and it grabbed a hold of him for probably like six, seven years. And over the six courses of six, seven years, he would go through rehabs and and, and, and he would, he would be good. He would be good. And he would go back. And through the first three or four years I was involved with it, you know what I'm saying? I came in. You know, the family and people wanted me to get at him because they thought that I was the one that was going to make him straight. They wanted him to be with me more, that I was the particular individual that can make this kid come out, that it was heartbreaking for his family. It was breaking his family apart. His mother was it was, it was horrible. You know what I'm saying? The drug does brutal things, you know. He became a, whole, a totally different individual because the demand that that drug... Pulled on his mind, made him do things that you would never think he would do. It was just horrible. And I was putting out work with him for years. You know, he's off and on rehab. He's doing good. He would do good work, come home, do good work. He's just exhausting it now. Now, you know, time's going by. Time's going by, you know. And then, you know, I'm still doing my thing. I'm advancing my life, you know what I'm saying. not. That intuitive, what's going on every day, but I know he's, you know, out of rehab. He's going back. He's out of rehab. He's going back. So now, you know, we're coming closer. to like five years now. So I would say like two years back, two years ago, two years ago, I get the call. They call me up. Say, listen, you got to come get him from the house. He's acting up. He's acting a fool. We can't control him. We're gonna call the cops. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. I go up and snatch him out the house. Put him up in a hotel. Had this long conversation, you know, he, he's high, he's sick, I'm looking at him, you know, he's totally he in person, but well, whatever, I'm dealing with it, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm just taking him to my isolated spot because he's lashing out at his mom, he's crazy, you know, drugs just do horrible things, you know, he's stealing, he's robbing, they gotta change life. The that whole kitten and you know what I'm saying, it's just bad, it's real bad, you know, I put up a hotel, um, and the reason I put up in a hotel was to isolate him and, I remember him promising me that he promised me him and his mother that he was going to get on the plane in the next morning and go back out to this program out west that was going to be for like a year. You know what I'm saying? He promised us that. And this is why we, you know, helped him out. We stayed with him at the hotel that night. And I just remember when morning came, he's like, nah, I'm good. I could just go to like an inpatient one in town. Meanwhile, I spent like, you know, whatever, $800 on the hotel room for him. He smoked the room, burnt the sheets and blankets up. They charged me extra, you know. Now I'm out some money. That pissed me off because I ain't had money to throw out. You know what I'm saying? I had money to take care of him, but I ain't had money to throw out, especially when he didn't follow through with going to get that help. So after that, I kind of fell back from him. I kind of fell back from him. And then another year went by. He's in and out. He's doing well. Says he's clean. This guy's family think he's clean. Of course, I got my ear to everything. I got my eyes to everything. I still witness certain things. He couldn't hide from me. But he's very smart, very manipulative. He'll fool you. The lies became elite. And he still was just doing it. And I kinda like fell back. I kinda was like like done. Using my character as a tool of change because that failed. It didn't work. All right, Kingsway. Finishing. Closing it out now. Tools of change. Here comes the meat and the message. Honestly, the message from God. uh, The message and the truth of, of, of real stuff with me and what it means to be a motivator and a changer out here. I fell back. I fell back from, from, from thinking that I had the power and the conviction to change this kid. No matter how close we were at one time, he was just a different person. And he, he, he was out there. The devil had him strong. He, he just couldn't shake it. He was stealing every day. He was robbing the family's business. It just got really bad. I just fell back. I'd hear things that he was good. He was not good. He would text me. He's like, yo, I'm good. I'm out. I said, no, nah, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I, I kind of fell back for like a year, like a year, year and a half. You know, I would hear that he was doing good, the mother would tell me he's doing really good. But you know, when you hear that he's doing good for years and years, it just becomes lies and he was just such the lies were so heavy that every time you wanted to believe it would just like knock you down. So that's a point right there. That what I said right there, see, every time you wanted to believe, you would get knocked down. So I wanted to believe that he was good, but he wasn't, so I was getting upset at that. I was getting angry at that because I felt like he was lying and he was lying to me. That's where I was wrong. It was the drug, man. That drug had him so bad. It wasn't him. He didn't wanna lie. He didn't wanna he didn't wanna be that. It just had so much control over him that he was just doing anything at all course to get that drug. But I was taking it like you just liar, dude. You ain't changing. You ain't straight. You're lying. But no one decided he wanted to change. He wanted. He didn't want to be that. He didn't want to go from living a good life and having everything to being looked at like a junkie, crackhead. Just you know, embarrassing the family and running around here, getting his name shattered. He don't want that. But that's how it was looked at. Like you're just a liar. You know what I'm saying? So, I fell back, and he came back at me. <clears throat> He's like, "Yo, I want to train." This is like a year, ago, like a year and a half, a year and three months ago. He said, "Yo, I want to train. I'm good. You know, I'm really good." I said, all right, come drop the deposit. I ain't playing no games with you. We ain't starting like that. You want to train? Buy the package. He's like, all right. He came through. Kid's like 210, big boy, and he's short. You know, he's like, whatever, 5'4", whatever, he's short. It's heavy. He's out of shape. But healthy, heavy. You know, he flush the drugs out of his system, must have been in rehab. He was talking that talk, but I know him. You know what I'm saying? I'm just listening to him, and he's smooth. He's slick. And every time I look at him, I'm just like, you're full of shit, you're lying. This is all I'm saying to myself every time I see him. I said, whatever, we're working out. And then time goes on, you know, and he's he's consistent now. He's coming through. He's making every session. It's different this time, he's making every session. Before you know it, he started coming to me like five days a week, every time. It just became his routine. So then I started to realize he needed his routine, you know what I'm saying? And now he's working, he's working back in the family business, he's doing good. So what I learned in the process of working one-on-one with him again training is my own feelings that I felt horrible for and terrible and disgusted with that this kid could never disappoint me, man. I'm not his God. I, I, I should have never been so angry at him for being hooked on something that he didn't want to be hooked on. You know what I'm saying? I shouldn't have been angry. I shouldn't have been, I was angry because I was, I felt I was ineffective. I felt like the power of what I had and my influence wasn't working. So he fucking up. He ain't taking what I had because everything I say is what, is what it is. And then you should be changed because I told you this. And you, since he didn't change and since he didn't conform to this over years and years, I felt like he's the failure. Because I'm telling you what it is. And you're the failure. I'm not the failure. I'm looking at this kid. But I'm angry because I wasn't effective. Because I'm not the tool of change. I wasn't the tool of change. So I had to let go of that anger. I was mad at myself for feeling that way all those years for him. And then I had to condition my own self to get that judgmental mind out of me every time he came into the studio, I would look at him like he was freaking high. Every time he touched his nose, every time his eyes looked tired, all I did was say, this kid's fucking high. And you know what? I fucking hated myself for just looking at him like that. Hated myself for looking at him like that. Alright, Kingsway. So, like I said, I I was disgusted and hated myself for feeling that way, for looking at him. And I had to, like, condition myself. I had to condition myself to stop looking at him like that every time he came in the studio, like he was high, like he was lying. I was so aware of my judgmental mind. Me, of all people, I was so aware of how I looked at him. and I, I disliked it so much. And I forced myself and conditioned myself to stop looking at him like that. You need to look at him for him and that's it. Because he can't disappoint me. He's not here to disappoint me. It's his life. He got tangled up in him. He has to live his own burn. That was hard enough for him. He doesn't need anybody else in his life looking at him more like a loser than what he feels for himself. So I'm just contributing to that same world that's looking at him like he ain't shit just because he couldn't get his shit together. So, what kind of change, motivating person am I? If I'm looking at people like that, like they ain't shit because they can't get this shit together in a timely manner, like we want them to get this shit together. What type of motivator and changer am I? If I'm looking at people who are struggling with change, and they're not changing on impulse when they hear the word and change. What, what would I be? What, who am I? You know what? That was a message from God, revealing that, making me feel that. That was a. There was an inconsistency. There was an inconsistency in me, man. And it came down to me telling him, You know what, bro? You can't never disappoint, man. I told him straight up. If he got high tonight, I still love him tomorrow. Because he ain't doing that to hurt me. He ain't doing that to say, you know, screw you, you ain't shit. I'm not going to put my character burden on him and make him feel worse than what he's feeling. No. People have their own freedom of choices and mistakes. That's their freedom, man. But I messed with him for him, man, for who he was, man. Not for uh, just because he was uh, cleaning, not doing drugs one time. If you're going to mess with somebody, mess with them, man, through their hardest times, weakest times, man. Don't get to changing your mind and discriminate and judge them and outcast them and not associate with them and give up on them like that. Because I didn't really give up. I just fell back. I fell back with trying to use my character as a changing force in him because I was unsuccessful at that. So I fell back. I fell back. But when he came back to me, I took him in. I took him in. And you know what? This was different this time. I don't know what it was. You know what? I know what it was. It was some real God work. Brought him back. Yeah, and three months later, kid dropped 60 pounds. Back on his A game. Back on some top-level work stuff. Got his finances back up, been clean, never turned back. He's an elite fitness machine. I had him sign up for a Spartan Beast race last September. One of the highest races in the Spartan race up in Mount Killington, the same race that I did a couple years ago. I had him sign up. He went straight to the top. He bypassed the three mile one. He bypassed the eight mile one. And we went straight for the 15 mile one on Mount Killington. And he killed it. He killed it. Just had another baby. He's living with the baby's mother and his other daughter re his residence, back in good graces with the family. Mother and father can relax because he's back in command, taking the business head on. Back with his own new wheels, still working out. Has me working hard because his little ass is a fast ass runner, he be testing me. But he is a freaking beast. And he is a motherfucking success story. For me. He changed me. All right, Kingsway, so I'm closing out with that. So that's what's up, man. You hear some snoring in the back down. That's the dogs, man. The dogs be like passed out next to me, man. Making all kinds of crazy noise, man. <laughs> Whatever. So but that's what's up, people. Um I got some real messages over the, over the last year with that, man. I mean, the truth, man. That's the truth, man. Oh, man, I'm not I'm not nobody's God out here. And, and nobody can disappoint me, man. And I'm tired of being mad at people for whatever their shortcomings. I ain't going to be mad at nobody for no shortcomings or false. That's why, man, I mess with everybody, man. I don't care what you've been through, what you've done. It don't make a difference to me, man. If you're trying to be better, it's all good, man. But as far as me, like, taking on, like, some type of way, some type of feeling for somebody for what, what they going through and shit that they do, man. I ain't taking that shit personal, man. I'm not taking none of that personal in the head, man. We humans, man. That shit, that's the nature of the beast, man. Imperfection, man. Eve ate the apple, man. This is what's up, man. And, and I'm living that, man. And, and me thinking that I was a tool of change in little homie's life. Nah. I got humbled with that. Cause it didn't work, man. And then you just got upset with yourself when shit don't pan out the way you think, man. You got to be like, got to be clear, cut with your character and, and, and your knowledge. And you know what? You got to apply it, man. And and, and real people that really about changing and understanding the sciences in, in our day and the sciences of interaction and the networking and knowing people, man. You got to be on your A-game like that, and you got to recognize that, and you got to change that, and you got to incorporate that every single day in your life, man. You can't just brush that shit off and be like, oh, fuck that shit, whatever, screw him. Why? Because you let people go. And you got a duty, man, to make change with that. That's why the world's so havocy now, because everybody got a freaking attitude. Nobody gives a shit. It's all about selfish. Don't hurt me, don't hurt this, that. You know what I'm saying? But if you start seeing people... For what they are and seeing people's struggles man you're gonna have a different kind of mindset you're gonna have a better understanding and you know what you ain't gonna take shit to the head man you're not gonna take it to the head man because you're just gonna understand that people got their own demons man everybody and that shit comes in different forms and fashions you know what i'm saying don't get me wrong you got some straight up intention driven you know people out there but we ain't talking about that kind of rash of people, man. We're talking about that community of people that goes through life, the storms, get sucked down in different ways and brought back up in different ways, and they trying to change. So if you're going to be an ambassador of change, if you're going to be an ambassador of anything, make sure you're good at it. Make sure you study your craft. Don't advocate something and your shit ain't tight because if you, in this kind of line of work, working with the people, and you want to navigate and you want to be effective, and you want to draw the masses and you want to be really, really influential, you got to catch glitches in your system, just like I caught that glitch in my system. And it's an internal glitch. It ain't a glitch where, like, you know, you go to, like, a meet group and you guys talk about pros and cons and weakness and your skill set and your communication issues and errors. It ain't shit like that. It's some real internal stuff, man, that you need to man up, woman up to, and honestly admit it to yourself on the inside and change that shit. Good night, people.